Well, howdy. This is Politics with Tony. I'm obviously Tony. Today, uh, I, I am going to outreach a little bit. So last, uh, last podcast, uh, you, you heard, a one, it was actually a wonderful interview with uh, a BLM activist, Jason Bennett. Um, <laughs> we agreed a lot more than I think we thought we would, which was really cool. I love that. Uh, 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 we still have a lot we want to discuss, and I think that that's something that will come in the future. Um, with our schedules, it's been a little tougher. But today, uh, I'm actually going to go and hang out with him for a little while at one of his protests. I decided, why not? He's having a protest in Kearney, Nebraska, and I wanted to join him. I told him I wanted to come up, just talk a little bit. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just talk a little bit about it. It may not be too big. I'm not sure how it's going to go yet. Hopefully, uh, it goes well. Um, and then uh, some upcoming things. I, uh, I'm going to have uh, the second segment. is going to be just a little bit about what's, what's going on. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the things that I've thought about uh, uh, through with, you know, with, with Trump, with the election, uh, with Biden, with racism, uh, uh, cops, <clears throat> excuse me. So just a little bit, a little bit of a, a Tony talk. Uh, I, I don't even know. It was probably more informative, but anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, I want to go out of this protest and what I wanted to do was sort of the biggest reason I'm going, and I explained this to Jason. I said, okay, dude, look, I'm not the biggest fan of the BLM movement. I'm not. I don't like it. But you're out here to protest specifically what you feel as a grievance. <laughs> as a grievance, okay? That is literally the word used in the First Amendment. So, officially, being that I am somebody that wholeheartedly, 100% supports the Constitution, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm, I, uh, recently he had, he had a video. Now, I don't think I, I, I'm not sure if I mentioned this. Uh, I don't think I did. I apologize. Uh, uh, the day, it was a couple days after me and him had had that interview and there was a lady driving by uh, when he was doing a protest, driving by and stopped and there's two ladies in the vehicle started screaming at him, screaming. They, was, they, they were saying things like nigger and you know, they're swearing at him and screaming all eyes ladder and, 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 and yelling all kinds of things. And I hate it. I think it's the worst thing in the world. Why the hell are we doing that? He got it on camera. And it was actually, I think it was like two or three different uh, angles too. There's a couple cameras that caught him or caught her. And uh, good, <laughs> good. It was exposure. That's exactly what needs to happen. Um, but that went almost viral, okay? Damn near viral. And when I read it, when I, when I read it, when I listened to it, it clicked in my head. I was like, you know what? No, maybe I don't fully support what they're protesting. But the fact is, I absolutely support my friend in protesting, okay? I don't care if he was out saying uh, something like, uh, 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 every all men shouldn't grow beards. <laughs> That's the stupidest thing in the world to protest. But you know what? If you really feel the need to protest it, by all means, I'm not sure exactly how a man's beard would have offended you. But I get it. If you want to protest, I don't care what it is. You don't like window window shades. You don't like milk. Then protest it. Fine. I support protesting because. We, as a, we as, a, uh, as a society, okay, we as a country, sure, we can all be heard, you know, as a, a big voice, 
But you as an individual, it's tough. And you don't feel like you have much of a voice. There are 370 plus million people in this country. It is tough to just be heard of a single person, okay? But if you're that single person and you're protesting, you might not reach the entire country. I'm not going to say that you will. But you are reaching people who now see your protest. Maybe they don't agree. Maybe they do agree. Who knows? But... The point is, is that you, you, what you have to say and what you feel is wrong or whatever it is you're doing is now being visually seen by other people. So now it's becoming, it's, you're raising slight awareness, which means that your voice is resonating through other people. So it's expanding. You going to a bar and bitching with friends about something political and just debating, that's great. That's still great. It's still wonderful. But it doesn't get that outreach that most people want a protest will do it. As long as it's done correctly, and there is a way to do it, they say it in the first, the first amendment, peaceably assemble, which means let's, let's just keep it chill. <laughs> but uh, that's how it, that's how it kind of works. You want to raise awareness, do it. This is a good, uh, protesting is a great way to raise awareness. I think that that's a good way to go. In fact, in fact. There might be, might be something I just want to want to protest, and it might be more of a social experiment. Uh, I'm not gonna say it's not gonna be a race baiting one. I'm not, I'm not gonna go that route. But I might go. I might kind of switch up how I do it, and protest something that's more of a liberal idea, and do it here in well here in Nebraska. And the reason I say that is because Nebraska is a very heavy conservative state. <laughs> there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of Republicans here. More, I mean, there's plenty of Democrats, absolutely. Uh, uh, but there's a lot of Republicans here. So I'd almost want to push against the Republicans to see what they would do. So I might do, you know, uh, something against gun rights. That I don't think gun rights are cool. No, obviously, I love gun rights. I, I'm pro two ways it gets. But I want to do that. I almost test it. See how nasty conservatives can really get beyond racism or beyond the idea of race being the issue or, or whatever, because like I said, if, if now I think it's both sides really, and I've seen it, but you, you see a lot of what would be considered Republicans or conservatives are the ones pushing against what Bennett's doing or Jason Bennett's doing with his BLM protesting. But he also can't tell me, and I can't say it either. The ones that have gotten racist with him, the few that have, I don't know if they're Trump supporters or not. I have no idea. But let's, rem- let's just remember this, too. Them being a Trump supporter does not make a... No, no, it, it, it does make them racist, being racist. But if a Trump supporter is racist, that does not mean that Trump is a racist. I really can't stand that that's a thing. I just can't. Uh, Trump is not a racist. I still challenge people to tell me or show me what he said or what he's done that's racist because I've never seen it. And a friend on Facebook, uh, we don't agree on a lot because he is a, is a he, he's a Trump hater. I'm not going to say his name. Went to high school with him, okay? Now, there have been multiple times that we've gotten into not arguments but debates about Trump and anything. But the one thing that I have not found yet that he said now, of course a lot of things he said again seems to be taken out of con- he seems he seems to take what Trump's saying or doing out of context. And it's the same thing, okay? Recently I saw him talking about how a president wouldn't have ordered protesters 
uh, away from the, the because it was remember when the, the church the, the church in Lafayette Square right across the street from the White House well uh, the protests up there where we got they got quote unquote tear gas first of all there was no tear gas there was pepper bombs which is not the same because tear gas technically is toxic whereas pepper bombs are not uh, and smoke so whatever I don't understand that uh it was 25 minutes before the curfew began in Washington, D.C., okay? 25 minutes. The riot police that were there, they were there, they were being fine. There was nothing going on. But the protesters that were there, some of them, sure, I'm not going to say they weren't being peaceful. I've actually seen video from this, okay? They were being perfectly fine. But there were a few that had begun trying to climb that church, okay? And the church is already damaged. The church was burnt from the night before. They got it out. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't burn down. Now, these are presumably because of the viewpoints that are being thrown around in D.C. The people that were out rioting and getting nasty at Lafayette Square and almost burning that church down. I'm sorry. They're they're either either liberals, Democrats, or they support that side. Okay. And there it is. So they're attacking a church. And then the next day, cops are there because there's more protesters. Protesters begin climbing and defacing the side of that church coupled with water bottles being winged at cops heads I'm not obviously it's a water bottle oh no that's not gonna kill you no you're right it probably won't but what are you doing (laughs) if you're peacefully protesting then you shouldn't be flinging water bottles at anybody that is the opposite of peaceful even if even if that isn't gonna hurt or kill a cop that's still inciting violence. I don't give a shit what you say. That's exactly what it is. You're pushing for a reaction, and now you got it, and now it's their fault. And then, of course, everybody blamed Trump because right after it happened, it was shortly after, he can't. He went across the street took a picture. He did not order that. I'm sick and tired of hearing that. Trump made no such order to clear that area. From what I understand, and this is what I read, I've read it twice now, Numerous, uh, okay, two times and then once as far as uh, uh, on C-SPAN. It was actually Barr that did it. Attorney General Barr. And the reason I'm using Barr is because he didn't do it to say, well, screw those protesters. He did it because it's getting too close to curfew anyway. Just get them, just tell them to go home. And that was also after they began defacing and climbing the church and throwing water bottles at cops. None of this, none of this was reported correctly. And then, of course, you have the, the whole tear gas thing. There was no tear gas used. Not one drop of tear gas was used in this entire attack, first and foremost. It was pepper bombs and smoke, okay? And then the other thing says, like, well, they're just tearing up. Well, no shit. I have, I've failed, I have not met one human being so far in my entire life that just sits there and doesn't react if I just rubbed... A, like, like I cut a jalapeno in half and rub the inside of it on an eyeball, I guarantee you they were going to cry. Not cry like a baby, maybe, but cry. Like, it's in like just tears coming out of their eye because it's going to burn the hell out of them. That's what it does. So, what? <laughs> but it's not, it wasn't his fault. He didn't do that. Did he benefit from it? Sure, I guess. But it wasn't him that made the call. But of course, you have people like, like, and I almost said his name just now. I didn't, I didn't want to do that. But my friend on Facebook, who he, he's a Trump, he, he does not like Trump. He also believes he's a racist. I still have yet to see anything that claims 
that he or that, that will prove he's racist. I haven't seen one thing. Okay, during the weekend, Trump retweeted. Okay, when, when when somebody's retweeting shit, especially a lot of shit, which Trump tends to do. Okay, when you retweet something, I'm sorry, but that just seems like boredom. Yeah, that's all it ever looks like. It's a little thing you're just sitting there like, oh, that was kind of cool. Send it. Okay. Now I've screwed around Twitter. I don't actually have a Twitter account, but I used to screw around Twitter every once in a while. And I noticed that unless I actually open up a video, I can't hear the video. I literally see the video. That's all I see. Okay. Well, this weekend, Trump retweeted a video in Florida. It's a bunch of elderly people on golf carts. One of them, or a couple of them had like uh, Trump 2020 flags and all this stuff. And there was some arguing ensuing. There was just yelling back and forth. Well, apparently... If you turn the audio on, there was a lot of white power being yelled. And some of it was coming from the, the, the Trump supporters. And everybody's like, see, he's pushing, he's pushing his white supremacist on everybody. First and foremost, I'll bet money he did exactly what a lot of people do. They, 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 they retweeted or shared things and didn't actually listen to the audio. It's like it's all like how some people will post a story about a website or from a website and find out later that that, com- that story was completely false. Little things like that, okay? Now, no. <laughs> Trump, personally, in my opinion, the, I'm not saying he can't have Twitter, but he really needs to think about what he's do- using Twitter for. I don't even like that he does some of the things he does on Twitter. That was stupid. Why didn't you re- listen to it? Why didn't you make sure you could hear it? Because that was, uh, uh. I didn't really pay attention to the video, and I started listening harder. Tried to listen a little bit better, and... It was sort of this fight between Trump supporters, like these elderly couples, and, 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 and somebody obviously didn't like Trump. The first person that yelled white power was the, was the Trump hater. And then what I noticed is right after that, the Trump supporters were like almost laughing. Yeah, white power. As in like, yeah, 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 whatever. White power. Great. Cool. We're, we're pulling that card. Because really literally after they were like giving up on talking to him. I've done similar. When somebody uses some random dumb shit for an argument, I'm just like, okay, all right, I'm done. <laughs> yeah, whatever, you got it. Because I'm not playing that game. Pretty sure I'm not. I'm not gonna see these these much older people in in, in Florida tonight dressing up in, in 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 KKK rally outfits. I just don't see it happening. And I'm not saying that they're not racist. And I'm just not saying. I'm not saying anything like that, but I am saying there was so much more to that. But everybody used that as proof. Oh, yeah, look at that. He's a white supremacist. <sighs> well, if he is, then why, would he t- why did he take it down? He took it down. If he was, if it was that silent wink to white supremacists across the country, then he shouldn't have taken it down. <laughs> but he did. And maybe it's because he finally did listen to the audio and was like, well, I don't like that. That's not as awesome as I thought. But that's it. I don't see the racism coming from Trump, okay? He said the same thing I think most people objectively, if they viewed it objectively, would have said about the whole issue in in my... One of the Carolinas, of course, I'm screwing it up. There's two two, uh, rallies, the the neo-Nazis that showed up too, and there was all this... he, he He said very fine people. And they were saying, oh, he's referring to the KKK. Uh, no, he wasn't. Actually, he was referring more to the protesters and, and more to the, 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 the good nonviolent people there. Because you, 
you can absolutely appreciate somebody for doing something peaceably and respectfully. Okay? You can do that. Even if you don't like what they're doing. Jason Bennett's great example. BLM activist that I interviewed last weekend. Okay? He... <laughs> great... I like that guy so much. He's such a great guy. I respect the hell out of him. And he's a BLM activist. And that's something I don't like is BLM. But I can absolutely respect what he's doing because he's doing it peacefully. He's not trying to hurt nobody. He just wants his voice to be heard and he has something to say. Hell yeah. Say it. That doesn't mean we have to actually believe anything he's saying or listen, listen. But he should have his voice. And many people do want to listen right now anyway. A lot of people do. I want to listen. So we are. We're all listening. But... I don't see the racism coming from Trump. I just don't see it. And I have been listening. But if we're going to talk about Trump in a positive manner, we're also going to talk about it in a negative manner. I don't know what he's doing for re-election. And the only reason I say that is because I can't really figure it out. You cannot... All I've seen from him over the last few weeks is his just anger towards the media. And while I will always say rightfully so... I will also say, you know, staying angry at the media, screaming at the media was perfect platform for 2016. It was a great platform because they went after him and he attacked back and that's what people saw and they saw a guy that wasn't afraid to stand up for himself and also just, this was a guy that if they voted as president, maybe they'll, he'll stand up for all of him, all of them and he, in my opinion, he has. He's been one of the most the, he's, he's been the least scared president I've ever seen. Is that a good thing or bad thing? I think it's been good so far. There has been moments that might not have helped. You know, he speaks before he thinks. But I, he's done a great job, in my opinion. Um, but a lot of that's what we saw in 2016. The, the, the media was just going after him, so he went after the media. And it worked. Well, four years have passed. Trump. Your constituency is 100% on board, okay? We don't like the media. We're with you. <laughs> if we weren't before, we don't, we're with you now. We hate the media, Trump. Running on the platform that the media sucks is probably not the best. Calling the do-nothing Democrats the do-nothing Democrats on a regular basis, while we like that name, it's kind of funny, you're running on the idea that the Democrats are doing nothing, the media sucks. And that's all I'm seeing. We need to know what he plans to do upon re-election. I want to know what he plans to do upon re-election. Is he going to finish the wall? Assumptuously, I would say yes, considering uh, uh, with the funding that's been pushed in that direction. Yes, it's going to get finished. But I want to know. I want him to tell us it's going to get finished. I want him to tell us how police reform is going to work over the next four years with him as, an as him as president and his administration in office. I want to know how we're still handling immigration. I want to know how we're handling gun control. I want to know how we're handling those no-knock warrants. Are we getting rid of them? Because we should be. I want to know how President Trump is going to help our country relieve racial tensions. What he's going to do to help. Okay? I want to know how Trump's going to handle either the, the, the House or the Senate being taken over by, by the Democrats. Now, currently, yes, we know that the, the House is the Democratic-run. But again, there's always a chance, you know, that the, the, the Republicans could take it back in, in uh, November. But 
I want to. I just want to know how he's going to handle things if once he's reelected. And I don't. I have no clue. Okay. Uh, I, I have more of a clue of what Biden's going to do. Okay. I don't think Biden actually knows because I don't think he remember what he's saying. But I think Biden even knows what he wants to do. Not completely, and he sucks at it. Oh yeah, if I'm president, definitely going to get rid of cops if they don't do what I tell them to do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's terrible idea, but okay. Uh, apparently, and now this was funny to me because he had said, I, I, the friend of mine that I was talking about that is very anti-Trump said that Joe Biden said the whole, you know, if you don't know who to vote for, you ain't black when he was referring to Trump versus him and black people. If you don't vote for me, you ain't black. It's pretty much exactly what he said. Okay. Everybody heard that. And everybody's like, oh, 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 really? So. If I vote for Trump, I'm just not black. That's how, that's what Biden thinks. My friend tried to justify his words. He said, well, first he did say he was sorry. No, he didn't. I heard him. They had to ask him three times. So do you apologize for it? Or are you going to issue an apology? Well, sure, I don't. I, I am sorry for saying it. But that's like literally it. And it was after they pushed it three times. So he just really apologized. But nice try. And actually, the apologizing, because he didn't actually say I'm sorry or I apologize, neither one of those. The apologizing that claimed it was him was literally just other people saying he did say he was sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that's that's fine. So that's like uh, that's like my dad getting mad at me about something. And then I tell my mom, hey mom, can you go tell dad I'm sorry? Like, dude, I'm pretty sure if you want to be portrayed as strong or as a man in that situation you go to that you go I, I should be going to my dad and saying dad I'm sorry but no no okay so just let him sit in his bunker and not or let him sit in his in his basement and not actually not actually apologize but have people say he did and then he was saying well and, and a lot of it too is he was joking well what now he's joking so he's sorry for saying something so insensitive but he was joking huh okay what was the joke now apparently I don't even see the punchline here, but apparently the idea is that since black people have been voting Democrat, then that's sort of why he joked it or joked about it. I would like to just say this. That's not a joke, especially since he said it during the rioting and the protesting right after George Floyd's death. No. That's not, shut up. Just shut up. Why would you even say that? It's a joke. This is not a joke. Do you think these black people were laughing about shit like that? And so many of them. So, like, like when I, when I was looking, because there's a group called Blacks for Trump. Oh, my God, were they pissed at him for saying this? You couldn't go to them and tell them he was joking. You couldn't do it. And then what was even funnier to me, okay, my friend who always complains that Trump supporters just try to justify what Trump does and now I watch all he's doing is justifying what Biden does play the game all you want but in reality if you're backing up a political uh, a, a political figure because you support them I mean sure we're all going to have our bias towards what they're doing and saying so of course if I see Trump doing something or saying something and people are mad at it I might try to look at it and see Okay, well, maybe they're not right, and let's look at this. There have been times I've even said I didn't like that Trump did that. There have been times I said, yeah, Trump made that mistake. 
100%. Now, I will admit that there have been a few times my friend has stated that Biden has made mistakes. Okay, but he hasn't really been specific. So that's what kind of frustrates me. Because I can be specific on the mistakes Trump's made. But, yeah, apparently it's not okay that Trump supporters justify Trump's actions. Even though every every single, almost every single time they do it, it's damn near completely founded. So it's not okay for us to do it, but it's 100% okay for the left to justify what Biden does. Even though half the time, it's pretty bad. Like, how is that not racist? If you don't vote for me, you ain't, well, if you don't know who to vote for, you ain't black. When it's, when it comes to me or Trump or me or the other guy, you don't know who to vote for, you ain't black. Um... No. If they don't know who to vote for, you know what that means? That means they don't know who to fucking vote for, Joe. That's not how that works. You don't get to just say what someone's race is simply because they, they, they don't know who to vote for. You, he hasn't been clear on a lot of his stuff. Sure, he's thrown out ideas as what he'd like to do. But he only ever does that when he's questioned. So most of his platform, I'm not 100% clear on. And the only ones that I am clear on are the ones when he was questioned. I'm not sure you could go to a website, but I don't want to hear, I don't want to see a website say things. I don't want to see some shit that some of, somebody in his administration typed up or in his campaign. I don't want to see that. I want to see, I want to see him say it. And then I want to see him say it again in three months just to make sure that he meant it, you know? <laughs> but we can't play that game. I'm sorry. But if you're really going to pull this bullshit with me, you have to understand that we're all going to view our candidate as better than the other candidates. But instead of saying why the other candidate sucks, how about we just defend our own candidate? Yeah, I've gone after Biden when it comes to him. But literally, I use that whenever he says something like, well, Trump did this. And I'll be like, hold on, Biden did this too. You know, that sort of thing. Like, if you're going to get mad at Trump, why are you okay that Biden did it? I've watched that my friend also justify that kind of action too. So, I don't know. Anyway, um, I'm going to cut it loose. I'm going to let you guys take a break for a second real quick. And when I come back, hopefully we'll be at a BLM protest. Um, and should be should be good. So, uh, I, like I said, I don't know how many people will be there. Could be a big crowd, could be a small crowd. Um, uh, so, the crowd size will kind of determine how much time I actually spend there and how much time I actually get to talk. So anyway, here shortly, that should be a thing. So get ready. This is Politics with Tony. All right, welcome. This is Politics with Tony. Now we are doing a sort of a live uh, a live episode. I am here at 25th Street and Central Avenue in Kearney. Uh, and today was an organized protest from BLM. Uh, if you... I've listened to my podcast before. You'll remember uh, one of them, uh, the most recent one, was with a BLM activist, Jason Bennett, a friend of mine from Facebook. And he had posted last week, or earlier in the week, that he uh, was organizing a protest here in in, uh, in Kearney. And I am on location with him right now. Uh, I was hoping for a little bit more... Um, a little bit more, uh, more... More protesters to be here. I guess apparently they'll be showing up a little later. And I am not... I am not able to uh, wait that long. I've got to go home. But so far since I've been here, I've been here about an hour and a half-ish. Uh, we, he's gotten a lot of different reactions. 
uh, to his signs. There are uh, people that are going by waving, uh, some that are going by giving middle fingers, uh, guys that are revving their engines, and some people actually have stopped to, 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 to proclaim their own support. Some have uh, stopped to say they don't like what we're doing. Um, it, it's a mixed bag. But the important part here, and I've talked about this with Jason, is that it's not specifically the intent of them to you know, make everybody agree with what they're saying, but it's more of the, the, the attempt to voice a grievance, which is exactly what the First Amendment covers. It, uh, they're also here to try to maybe expose some of the racists. Uh, uh, the reason I say that is because yesterday he was here at the same location and a family, it was an SUV, drove by yelling racial slurs uh, and actually stopped to scream at them and he recorded it. And it's damn near going viral at this point. It, it was a pretty rough, pretty rough scene. Uh, and it shows that even though, no, uh, I don't believe at all that Carney itself is racist, there are people within Carney that can be. And this exposes that because if racism is the overwhelming issue that some claim it is in our country, there's no solving anything by just saying that. But exposing those who are or practice racism, that actually does help the problem. So what they're doing makes sense to me. Uh, uh, and we've talked, we've discussed this on the, on, on earlier episodes. Maybe I don't support the movement itself, but I support everybody's right to protest. And when you have people going by yelling racial slurs during a time of racial tension, it does not help in the least. Uh, you hear the horns as, uh, as they drive by, you hear, you hear a lot of that. Uh, what you're also not, what you can't see is the fists in the air. There's a lot of people supporting what they're doing. Uh, but then every once in a while, of course, you've got middle fingers flying, uh, some guy went by talking about, you know, put the Trump flag up, fuck your, fuck your movement or some shit. It was ugly. Um, and I wanted to come to kind of experience this, to talk with them, uh, uh, maybe discuss them, uh, discuss the points and maybe even talk to some people that are going by. Uh, and I just missed it. There was a gentleman that did stop and talked a little bit. He was, like I said, he was very supportive, sort of the same views I have, um, where he, he stopped to say that he supports what we're doing. Maybe he doesn't believe in the movement as well, but he also does support the idea of protesting. He was an ex-Marine. Um, very nice gentleman. He brought up the point, uh, one of Jason's signs says, fuck your white privilege, BLM. Uh, not the prettiest sign, obviously, but a point is there and it's to be made. He said that maybe you shouldn't use bad language. And I, I did point out, I was like, okay, well, on the other side of that, you've got like Trump supporters who will put up flags and say, Trump 2020, fuck your feelings. So it's a mixed bag, both sides are going to do it, then we can't really complain if one side's doing it. No, because they're both doing it. So, it's it's nice to be able to come out here and help. Even if I don't support what they're doing, I support what's happening. Um, the idea of a protest, the idea of redress of grievances, that's what they're doing, that's what a peace, peaceably assembling means. And this is very peaceful, they've been very cordial and kind, they've been very understanding, they listen. We got another gentleman here joining, so that's a total of three. Uh, and then a gentleman who had come over here and he's just been chatting and talking, so I love that. Um, so let, let, let's get in on the conversation to talk a little bit. Jason, what's up, man? How's it going? Good, good, good. You starting your podcast? Yeah, that's the podcast. Had to, had to bring it up. So you got a couple extra people here now, huh? And, and this is good. This is good. So we've got some signs. I'm going to read off a few of them. Uh, silence is compliance. Uh, uh, and, and your name is? Justin. Justin, you, you, you mind? I'm recording on a podcast. Is it okay? That's okay. Uh, so Justin has a sign that says silence is compliance. Uh, uh, Jason's holding sign. He's got one that says fuck your white privilege, BLM, like I talked about. Uh, another one that says this don't matter until 
this BLM does, and it, it's American flag kind of X'd out. Okay, then he has no justice, no peace, BLM, ACAB. And then on the other side of that one, ACAB, fuck one, two, with a FTP, a dead pig, fuck one, two. Um, then you, was, that, was that it? Okay. Okay, and then, what's your name, sir? Armani. Armani? Yes. I like that name. <laughs> I, I, do you mind if I record while I talk to you? Uh, he has a sign that says, not all blacks are criminals, not all whites are racist. Not all cops are bad. Ignorance comes in all shapes and all colors. That's the one sign that I 100%, I love it. That's, that's my favorite one out here. Uh, and, and, and so this is a BLM protest, like I talked about. It's on the 25th, 25th Street and Central Avenue uh, intersection. Uh, you got Jason Bennett's out here, like I was talking about. He was the one that I interviewed last week, uh, 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 that three-hour extravaganza that it was. Uh, and it was a really good conversation. I talked about this. I said that's, that's the one thing I don't see at all is that people don't want to talk. They just, they're angry with them, those people are angry with them, but they're not trying to discuss anything of, of substance within the issue. So I wanted to do that. I'm a Trump supporter. I'm a pro-2A. I'm pro-cop. I'm pro all that stuff because I, I that's just where I stand. But Jason Bennis is my friend. And even though we don't agree, like I talked about before, finding commonalities is the one big thing that never happens. You don't see it on Facebook where people that don't agree with each other, they're not... They, 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 there's no trying to find common ground in any issue. When me and Jason talked and we did the interview, what did I do? I tried, I, I talked to him first about what we agreed on, things we had in common, like beer. I wanted to make sure that both of us understood that there's even ground, there's common ground that we stand on. Because when we're dis disagreeing, we don't have to be trying to stand on two different sides of this. We can meet in the middle and talk. That was the whole point. And so what they're doing what they're doing, like I said, is exposing specific racist, racists that, that are driving by. You get middle fingers, all that stuff. Um, I think that's a terrible... I, I think that's a terrible reaction to go by and... You no, know, I don't like the sign that says, fuck your white privilege. No, I don't like that one at all. But giving him the middle finger over that does nothing. What are you contributing to the talk or to the conversation? These people could stop. If they have a serious issue with what's being shown on these signs, they could stop and they don't do it. Uh, uh, they just want to be angry. So I'm trying to prove another point here. I'm willing to talk to them. Why the hell not? And I support their right to protest. This is the First Amendment. I'm carrying my Constitution in my back pocket right now just so that I can throw that in someone's face when they get nasty to them. Um, but yeah, it's and it's gone well so far. Uh, uh, like I said, you get a good mix of reactions, some good, some bad. We got a lady driving by. She's got her fist in the air, honking her horn. There you go. Some supportive, Some supportiveness. Uh, I like that. I like that. So, Amani, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta ask you some questions. Just real quick questions. Nothing insane. I, I have a, this is a political podcast, so I kind of want to ask some political questions. Uh, uh, would you be willing to talk to me or, or discuss who you might vote for if you would vote in the next election in, in this in this coming November? To be honest, I guess this probably makes me un-American, but I don't follow politics. There's too much. Okay. Okay. Back and forth and. Okay, I got you. So you're you're not the biggest fan of our current political structure, and and, and so then my my curiosity would be if you were out here protesting, uh, 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 and it's sort of the BLM style of a protest, who is going to make the changes that you want made? I honestly believe if we come out here and protest peacefully, that it will make a bigger dent than causing violence because then that's just going to cause more people to hate like all the riots like yeah i get they're angry a lot of us are but if you fuel the fire it's just gonna 
It makes it worse. It, yeah, it just okay. makes it worse. But peacefully out here, like, when we can actually get people to actually pull over and talk with us. Yeah, and yeah. Have a simple conversation rather than the stuff that probably a lot of people saw yesterday. Yeah. Where the lady was like, oh, blacks deserve to die. You shouldn't run from the law. What about the ones that died in their house? Like, yeah, Breonna Taylor. For that? Well, that one I don't understand yeah, at all. Like, That's the one I don't she, get. She was a criminal, what, by what, sleeping and dreaming? No knock warrant, I, I yeah. do believe, was completely unconstitutional anyway, so I get but it. I just believe that a peaceful solution is going to make a bigger dent because, yeah. you know, like with Martin Luther King, it made a dent for a while and, you know, it went downhill again. But. So, more of the, I mean, what you're saying is more of the idea that as a general, uh, 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 the masses is what we're talking about. Maybe just trying to raise awareness is, is okay. Okay, so maybe just having people see this and then and making maybe provoking thought. Some people may end up swaying in different directions. But the idea is that you guys want to be out here to maybe at least you just want to start the conversation, and that is awesome. That's super American. I really appreciate that. I love that. I would never hang out with the other protesters. No, because the other protesters always wanted to fight. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't believe. I don't believe in that. No, no, we don't. And and that's the thing is, a lot of these guys out here, they don't believe in the violence either. So I love that too. And that's a great answer, by the way, Armani. I appreciate that. Uh, uh, no, I. And, and I've said this to many people before. Like, between what I learned and what 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 these guys have experienced and learned, no, we, 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 it's not always an agreement. But the cool part about that is, and it's like with these these gentlemen here, they're here to talk. They're here to communicate. They're here to discuss. And even if you don't end up, you know, agreeing at the end of it, the fact is the, the discussion that most people think is not happening can happen right here. But, of course, the only reaction that they're getting, aside from the support with people waving their hands and putting their fists in the air and honking as they go by smiling, you get the negative ones. Now, those are the ones that I don't understand why they don't just stop and talk. Because if they have a problem, then air it. Because that's exactly what they're doing right now, standing in the corner and airing an issue. He's not coming back. So I like that. I think that's great. Um, and it doesn't happen enough. Where's that at? And I like this. So, okay. Uh, just to give you an idea of the atmosphere here. It is, it's a, it is a decently busy intersection. Nothing crazy. Um, but uh, it is on a four-way intersection. Who cares? That's the point we're trying to prove. So some guy just drives, you're white dipshit, uh, and that matters because, and specifically who is he talking to? Because if he's talking to him, well great, that's fine, he's white. So Justin here is white, but I know that, our, well let me double check, you're white, correct? Okay, just, <laughs> uh, uh, and then Jason's not, and, and Armani's not, they, and, and, but of course that's what you see, you just want to judge based on a skin tone, that's just stupid to me. So I, I don't like that, uh, and that is sort of the issue that we're seeing here, is a lot of people just want to be angry right off the bat. There's no point in being that pissed off, and I don't get it. Um, don't You don't have to support what they're saying. Uh, but if you want to contribute to the conversation, then just do it. So, yeah. I, don't. I got that multiple times yesterday. Right. Like I said, I was out here in cowboy boots, cowboy hat. And they were yelling at you. They're like, you're white, you're not allowed to do that. I'm pretty sure that's the point I'm trying to get across. And is that exactly. Everybody should support this. Everybody like, should... It, 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 it doesn't matter. What's this? What, what a bigoted, nasty old woman. Look at the views. Oh my God, 10 point. <laughs> okay, so the, I, I was earlier talking about the video. Uh, of course, you're... I just watched this movie the other night, too. <laughs> uh, I, 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 yesterday, 
uh, he was out here protesting and some people go went by and they were getting very racial they were getting very nasty throwing out slurs saying you know black people should die nigger, all this stuff it was terrible and when they did it uh, Jason recorded it and he posted it and today tw not even 24 hours later and it's got 10.6k views uh, 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 it's a good exposure I think that is a good thing uh, and I don't I don't like it when people do that I don't think anybody should be okay with that kind of racism that is that is what they are out here fighting uh, not no I won't agree with them when they say anything like it's systemic or it's institutional because it's in my opinion it's not but uh, 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 exposing racists that's something that's something I do agree with and I, I wish that they would I wish that people would want to just talk because if you have an opinion that means you have something to say so I'm not sure why these people aren't saying anything But, yep, lots of, uh, you do, they're getting another, a lot of looks. A lot of people have read their signs. Um, a lot of people have slowed down to try to make sure they can see it. And that's cool. I think that's great. Um, and no. <laughs> of course, I would, I would, if I were, you know, in passing and I saw these signs, I may end up saying something, but I would stop. Uh, and that's how it should be, 100%. And that's sort of what we're seeing right now. So I've been out here for a little bit trying to see if we can get people to talk a little bit more. He just got recorded. <laughs> uh, it's funny, as earlier, okay, so to give you a little bit more of the atmosphere, I was wearing my Trump hat, I have a Trump supporter hat, and I have a Trump shirt. And so there was a lady that actually stopped and to talk to us. And she had pulled up and she, she thought it was, I, you could even tell it almost threw her off that it was a Trump supporter and a BLM. Uh, supporter standing next to each other and I was like no I'm out here to support his his right to protest and she was just all kinds of happy about it and I think that's great and I do think that's great um, that's sort of why I wanted people to see me out here in my Trump stuff because I wanted to see that we should be able to talk amongst each other and you know have the discussions that everybody says should be had uh, this is what that provokes this is what that tries to start and uh it's happened a little bit here, nothing crazy, but a few people, and I really like that it has. I really do. I think that's really awesome. Um, and it's cool. What's cool too is that uh, I guess shortly after um, the protest is over, it'll be about like nine o'clock. There's actually a live, a live music performance at the same location. Uh, uh, free stuff, free cake, free music, everything. Uh, <laughs> that's kind of cool. So it's sort of a big old event around this area. And he's got, we've got uh, three actual protesters, a gentleman that stopped and has been hanging out, and then me. So there's about five people here right now. Um, nothing major. We're in Kearney, Nebraska, so it's not like, you know, you're, you're, you're going to see hundreds marching on the streets or anything like that. But, yeah. Very King Bob. King Bob? Oh, my kids got me watching uh, uh, all three of them every single day. So, yeah. And then that movie, too. Yeah, the Minions. King Bob! King Bob! <laughs> Love it, gotta love it. So Armani has actually has his, uh, his, his stepdaughter out here, I believe, is what he said it, she was. And she's just out here hanging out. Cutie. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> oh. Okay, so uh, I'm gonna take a quick break. I'm gonna come back uh, and I'm gonna discuss a little bit more of what's going on. And then uh, I need to head home here shortly, so I will be in a little bit. Stick around, it's Politics with Tony. Okay, welcome back to Politics with Tony. I'm obviously Tony. 
Uh, earlier you were listening to me at a protest. <laughs> a BLM protest, no joke. Um, what's funny to me is um, the goal. Uh, the, the underlying theme that I saw at this protest. What, the reason the reason for it. I, now, I, I don't think you would, have heard, you would have heard any of the individuals at that protest say what I'm about to. But through talking to them, uh, quite a bit. I, I learned some things about maybe a purpose. Okay. Now we all have the basic and general idea that the BLM protests are against a. Well, they they they, they support police reform. I mean, we're, we're you know this is this is BLM. They're talking about defunding the police. Like, I'm sorry, I don't care what. It, it's been reported numerous times that the word defunding means you don't just you you, you, you lose all funds. So the fact that the BLM website has refused to change. It's language. Uh, yeah, see, that, that, that tells me that they've got a, a goal. Uh, the fact that Patrice and what, the, the, Patrice and Alicia were both the ones that admitted on tape that they're Marxists, they're trained Marxists and organizers. Oh, that's great. So we, know, we now know that BLM is a Marxist group. And then, of course, you have to laugh at the other founder. I can't even remember her name now right off the top of my head. She has pictures surfacing her with the... Leader of Venezuela, all smiles and happy. Like, yeah, that's great, because look at Venezuela right now. You got their citizens cooking cats on the street to eat because they've got nothing. So you would think seeing a BLM protest, you would think, no, it's not really about what it, you you know, mean you would think it should be, like black lives matter. They're protesting maybe that they see an injustice and that I could... Maybe that I don't support that 100% because factually speaking, that there's nothing supporting that. But we have to look at this. Now, I preach quite a bit about how feelings shouldn't be, or shouldn't be used to govern a large group of people. Feelings shouldn't be used in politics. I'm sorry, but they shouldn't. Uh, uh, it helps guide morals, absolutely. But in the end, you have to go on facts, factual-based evidence to, or facts, excuse me, Facts, statistical-based data, just information instead of feelings to be able to form decent legislation that will work countrywide. The only reason I say that is, like I've said it many times, feelings are subjective to the individual. So anybody, everybody's going to have different feelings. You know, we, we can't make a law hoping that everybody's going to be happy when we know damn well not everybody's going to be happy. It's just not going to work. So we need to know or we need to be able to enact laws and legislation that are going to help our country whether or not it puts a smile on everybody's face, as long as it's helping the country. Um, But a protest, okay? Now, my my thoughts are this, okay? This this is my thoughts. Yes, I don't see the racial, the massive racial disparity that keeps being talked about. Uh, Statistically, they keep telling me that if you're black, you're eight times, what is it, eight times more likely to be shot than, than a white guy by a cop, even though you know, uh, trending over the last three years, there have been more blacks or whites killed by cops than blacks. Uh, whites actually have been killed by all, all more than any other group. But, you know, I mean, that right there says something. <laughs> I, well, they get someone to be like, well, what about the, what about the, 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 uh, the population? You know, it's, it's like 14% all the 14% blacks in the country. You're right. So then look at their criminal rate. And then also let's look at, let's look at location. Because I think that is a big, you know, that is a huge factor in some of these statistics that some people just tend to overlook. 
uh, uh, it's constant with COVID. Everybody's freaking out. Oh my God, we're seeing this huge uptick in cases. It's getting bad again. No, it's not. <laughs> look at the look at the statistics. The ones that are catching it right now, the 25 to 34, the ones that are going out, the ones that were protesting, the ones that were getting out of the house because we're being told we can finally start going back to work, 25 to 34, that most of them have jobs. We're all going to work. We're all trying to get out. We're getting, we're, yes, some of them are getting uh, uh, the virus, but that age group has a 0.26% chance of even dying and not even, and, and this is only in New York, is it maybe close to 20% chance of actually catching this virus. So, yeah, New York has 30-some thousand deaths. No other state has anything like that. I don't understand why CNN holds New York as a great example when the best examples that you could have gave were things like Florida. I'll even submit the idea that California didn't do that bad because they only had, what, somewhere around 4,000 deaths. But (coughs) you have to look at the specifics behind the statistics. If you're not willing to do that, then you may not you may not fully understand what you're looking at, and that's I think a big problem with what's going on with the BLM protests. But, well, I, I keep I keep digressing. I apologize. But the idea of BLM, right, is it's a protest. Now, in the First Amendment, they speak of how you know it, this is a right. Uh, uh, the the one of the inalienable rights of the citizens of this country is the right to peaceably assemble. Then the language used is a redress of grievances. Grievances. Hmm. So the, the word grievance, I mean, right there, that, that tells you that, that, that some something might have been based on a feeling there. I know that sounds a little silly. Hold on. I'm sorry I'm messing with my phone because I want to I do something, make sure that I get the information for you 100% right, okay? So let me just, I apologize. I know you're hearing me type now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grievance. Now, I'm, gonna, I'm giving you the definition. The reason I'm doing this is because I want to sort of unpack the idea of what is being said in the First Amendment. Okay. A real or imagined wrong or other cause for complaint or protest, especially unfair treatment. Uh, an official statement or complaint over something believed to be wrong or unfair. A feeling of resentment over something believed to be wrong or unfair. So literally, every single one of those definitions that I just read is based on feelings. So the First Amendment is giving the, the citizens, not that it doesn't give them the right, they already have the right, but it's making sure that it's protected. Their right to voice a problem that they feel they have with the government. So, this isn't the same thing as what I talk about where feelings shouldn't govern people. Or feelings shouldn't be part of governing people. And it, I don't think it is. But the people might have feelings about how they're being governed. So that is sort of what this is. Now, again, st- statistics and certain data will show that some of the things that they claim are there are really there. <laughs> they're just not. But what I do see, I'm going to go back, I apologize. What I do see is that they feel that something's wrong. You know, the. And, and, and what drives that? Now, we've talked about this many times. What, what tends to drive the narrative? doesn't matter what narrative it is in this country. What drives it the most? And the answer that you should always come up with is the media. Every single solitary time. Uh, a good example I can give, I mean, honestly, uh, is like with this COVID thing. So, um, I don't know. I, I, don't, I, don't have, I don't have specific dates. But some of the same 
news outlets during the, uh, the, the protests when they were protesting the lockdown. They were saying how it's dangerous, how it's, it's going it's to hurt people. People are going to get sick. This is terrible. This is awful. It's violent, which, by the way, not, not one single time was it ever violent. Um, peaceful. It was a protest. Everybody cleaned up after they were done and everything. Okay. And the news was reporting it as dangerous, violent. This is, this is just disgusting act. It's disgusting acts because people just don't care about anybody else. Even Nancy Pelosi was jumping on the, 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 the train talking about how it's just terrible. Uh, I can't believe these people just do that. And, you know, this COVID's dangerous. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and then what was it? A few weeks later? <laughs> all the protesters on the streets. All the rioters out on the streets. And the same exact people. This, I'm, not, I'm not even kidding. The same exact people that said how terrible it was that those lockdown protesters were even outside are defending the protesters now for BLM. Well, we understand it's dangerous, but this is more important. And, and, uh, what was it? Nancy Pelosi said, this is a unity uh, by community or something like that. I'm like, what? You, you're, you're hating people that don't want to be locked down. You're supporting people who are some of them are being violent. I, mean, I said some because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to compare the rioters and looters with the, the protesters. But, you know, that that right there should show you a few things. Now, obviously, Nancy Pelosi is a, a politician. She's the Speaker of the House. And uh, I really, really hope she isn't after November. But, you know, whatever. But, I, I mean, that right there is so much of the media. So much of the media. Um... It's happened so many times over the last... And I mean, this is the most obvious that I've ever seen it. Uh, over the last three to four years, we've seen some of the worst lying that I've ever seen. Like, how is it that people still trust certain news news outlets that will report Syria being bombed and then show a video of a fun shoot, a fun range at Kentucky a year prior? Like, why? Why? Why do people trust this kind of crap? Uh, uh, I, I just don't understand it. I don't. I, there's so... I could go on, this, this would be the longest podcast I'd make if I sat here and talked about all of the ones that I just remember off the top of my head. Really annoying that people are this way. Um, but that is sort of what I see happening. A lot of these people, and it doesn't, I'm not, I'm not being specific to race, I promise. It's just these people, the ones that are out, ones that are angry, ones that are protesting, things like that. Not that I'm saying what they're doing is wrong. Maybe what they're seeing isn't the full picture maybe they're a little bit more uneducated than they think they are you know and and, and I only say that because I, I, I like I said I spend time on C-SPAN so I pay attention to uh, the political end obviously of some of these bigger issues but you know uh, uh, earlier you, you heard me I was at the uh, the, the, the protest talking and uh, initially when I started this segment I was talking about sort of the underlying reason why they do this now I'm getting to that. I know that seems like it's been a stretch. But, <laughs> okay, so the, the media has that capability to drive, and people don't see, they, they, don't, they tend not to see past, like, the headlines. They just read the headlines and think, there it is. That's just, that's just jacked up, you know. Which uh, often, I mean, I'm telling you, and this is even Fox News, you can click on the dang uh, uh, headline, and what the headline said versus what's in the article don't match very well. Um it's a way to get you to click. Um, 
but I don't think they realize that there's also this lovely side effect of some people don't click, they just assume what they want to off the, off the headline. Lots of emotions flying, but nobody's talking. A lot of times it's this pointing fingers, it's called racism. You're racist, you're racist, that's, just, that's what happens. And, 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 and it, uh, now I'm only speaking in defense of, well, no, not, not defense of, but I'm, I'm speaking against the idea of calling just everything and everyone racist. I just don't like that. Now, is it important to maybe single out actual racists for what they are, you know, expose them? No, I don't know. I'm, I'm with that. And I'm, I'm kind of getting to that too, but Calling everything racist does nothing. If I'm mad at somebody, or if, if I'm in a heated debate with somebody and they say something that I just, maybe I don't know if it's racist, but in somehow or another my head made me feel like it's racist. Calling them a racist that did, did what to change their opinion? Did what to change you know, their viewpoint? Did, did what exactly other than offend them and make everybody see that this person's racist? which prob- they might not even be. But the term is now scary. Like, nobody wants to be called racist. I mean, of course you don't want to be called racist, but it's been used so much. You know, I uh, remember uh, September 12th, 2001. I don't think there has ever been a day in our lives where we didn't hear the word terrorist more <laughs> on the news. <laughs> I swear to God. And I remember that. And that's sort of what I'm talking about here. You want to create a narrative you repeat and you repeat and you repeat and it doesn't make it true but it makes people pay attention uh and racism racist uh all that stuff that's exactly what that's the new that's the new uh terrorist is a is not not actually a racist but the term racist is now the, the new term for terrorist i'm not even saying that right but you know what i'm saying like 20 is a new 40 sort of thing or 40s Dude, I, I apparently I can't do this today. I don't know where I'm at. I'm sorry. <laughs> Going back to topic. So it does nothing. I, 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 and I've even stated this to some of the protesters. I don't think I did there, but I did. I talked to them later about it. You know, and I'm like, you can yell at them and call them racist as they drive by. But what exactly did that do to prove anything? What did that change? What, what did that help? It helped nothing. Now, on the flip side of this, and I will say this all day, throwing a middle finger up, yelling, all lives matter at a BLM protest, stupid things like that. that what is that doing? That's doing nothing. So the underlying points, the two things that I saw, that even though they might not directly state that that's why they're there, it's an indirect reaction that I think they want, and I know I want. And it is to, A, ignite the conversation that nobody is having. And I'm not saying it's about racism, but I'm saying that two sides of this need to be talking, period. It just has to happen. Nobody's talking. Everybody just wants to point fingers and get angry. But are you willing to listen to that person? Are you willing to try to understand their point? And are you willing to verbalize your point in a way where you're not just attacking the person you're talking to? And that's on both ends. I don't know. I would hope. I mean, I would assume that's exactly how people want to be, but that's sort of not really the case. So... That's one of the big things that I noticed that they do is they want to start the conversation. And yes, we had many people actually did stop, get out of cars, come over and chat with us. Some weren't the nicest. Some were very nice. Okay. Um, I'll have to tell you about the, uh, the Trump hater that 
spotted me, which was fun. But anyway, and the other thing that I noticed that they do, and this is good because calling everything racist, and this sort of falls under the same same category, calling everything racist, right? It just generalizes it, completely generalizes it. It also generalizes too much. It, it, there's too much generalization going on right now. But calling everything racist is, it, 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 what, what, how am I supposed to know who's racist when you just say the institution? Because it's not. How am I supposed to know who's racist when you stay when you say that the education system's racist? Well, it's not. So who in the, the education system is is pushing anything racist? Let's figure that out. We can't just call the system racist. That fixes nothing. But if you can identify an individual that's being racist within any of these systems, or just people in general that are racist, that in itself will help. So part of what they do, even though again it's not a direct cause or it's not a, it's not a direct meaning it is a indirect yet needed reaction that's happening or a cause that's happening through these protests they are exposing actual individual racists people driving by yelling nigger i don't i know that y'all don't like hearing a word i'm using it um i'm not a big fan of political correct i'm not using it to you know as a derogatory in any derogatory way towards anybody it's a word if you can't hear a word, then you might be too offended to be on my podcast. I'm just saying. But they, they, they're driving by and they're yelling, niggers, and go back to where you come from, and, you know, all lives matter, and fuck your protest, and all these terrible things, okay? I, I don't like it. I think it's terrible, okay? I'm a Trump supporter, 100%. I don't believe he's racist, and I know I'm not. And how I know I'm not? My firm belief is that all races should be given equal opportunity. In this country, one actually everywhere, and personally, I think everywhere. Now, will other countries do that? Hell no. Which is another point I'd love to talk about one day with, with a bunch of you. But like, really, all this talk of, you know, we're just this is just a racist. Go to another country. I have lived in numerous countries in my life. Go live in these countries and watch how fast they will attack you for a not being, you know, what local, as in like I'm in Germany. Now, obviously, they loved us there for the most part, but. Since I'm American, yep, yep, they don't like me. Well, they're all white. No, there's Germans, there's Italians, there's Spanish, there's Portuguese. Or, yeah, all that is out there. And so you can't just say white. Like, I don't, I don't specifically love saying black all the time either. Okay? But a lot of the, but, but if we're gonna, if we're gonna keep just grouping everybody together... Black people, in a general, in a general way, have done that to themselves, because I was a firm belief that there's like you know there's different parts of this. There's African American, sure. There's 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 like Jamaican American, Haitian American, and 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 now they're all just black. You know, yeah. Uh, if y'all want to group it together, fine. Since y'all are gonna call me white, let's not let's not think of the idea that I'm German in Scandinavian mixed with a bunch of other things, you know, and my last name, obviously, since y'all know it's Wong, I'm also part Chinese. So I got all this, but you call me white. I'm not Chinese American. I'm not German American. I'm not Scandinavian American, but no, 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 I'm Chinese or or I'm I'm American. And that's the underlying theme there is that we're all American, but of course, got to have these subgroups that fit everybody in. So that way we know exactly how to point the finger at you later. That's pretty much what that is. Here's a title. Here's, here's a label, and this label comes with certain benefits and certain 
consequences, okay? Sure, you're white, that means you have white privilege, quote unquote, but that also means that everything you do and say is racist. Like, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> but exposing specific racists, now I've said this many times, racism is not a systemic widespread issue. It is now down to individual issues. And you're like, well, what about the cops? I'm like, no, see, here's the problem, okay? You have older cops that may have been around, grew up close to the Jim Crow era, or had parents that did and pushed that racist belief onto their kids. They grow up, they become cops. They stay in. All the way up to the commissioner, police chief, all that stuff. Now they're in charge of an entire department. And even though they're not going to just enact racist policies because they know they can't, what are they doing? They're allowing certain racist things to happen. Does that mean the system's corrupt? Literally, I just said no, because there's nothing that puts race above anything else. There's times that it has to happen in location-based issues. You know, you go to certain parts of Chicago where it's all black, and then you're like, well, so you got a white cop down there shooting only blacks. Uh, Because there's only blacks down there, they're shooting at him. You know, but that's sort of part of this. Like, that's, that's an individual. That is one person doing something. Of course, you see that as a system problem, which it's not. But then you got to think, okay, well, then that one person is allowing, or that one cop, this maybe a commissioner or something, is allowing this group of cops to do racist shit, which is terrible. We don't want that. Right. So then, well, why don't the good cops do anything? Okay, so you got maybe a handful of good cops and a handful of bad cops in a, in a, in a police precinct. Let's just say that. Okay, you got five and five. Just going to split it in half. Um, but if the scenario played out the way I said, so you've got the, 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 the chief of this precinct is probably like the, the, the serious racist. You and those five start pushing against the other five. It's going to look bad on that chief or commissioner or whoever's in charge. So they're probably either either threatening or getting nasty with the people that are trying to push back. I'm not saying that that's how it goes, but I am saying that while I'm not, sorry about that, while I am not someone that, I apologize, I'm not, I don't know how to turn, I don't think I can turn this down while I'm talking, can I, hang on, I'm gonna try here, let me, and I'm locking my phone while I'm talking to you, I apologize again. If we all we all figured this out by now, I'm terrible at this. Uh, I haven't really gotten this right yet. But anyway, there we go. Um, and I forgot my point. No, I didn't. I have... <laughs> it's been a long day for for Tony. Okay, I've been working uh, outside a lot, so of course I'm like I'm, I'm I think I'm sunburned even, which is like a first in a long time. Um, anyway, with with. With the, with, with the precinct, like the example I was giving, I'm not saying that that is exactly how it goes everywhere, but that is exactly what some of these cops are probably seeing. And while I'm not a person that would, you know, quickly and, and easily just say, well, I, I need to just, you know, bend to the will of them because of my security. I'm not saying that those that have said, well, you know, okay, fine, I won't say anything so that my, I can keep a job. I'm not saying that they're wrong for that, okay? I'm not. Do I, do I view that as a weak response? A little bit. But that's only because that's what, what I would do. Um, um, 
in their situation, maybe that's the, the choice they had to make. So again, no judgment, but it's that's a, that's another just another tactic that's that has been used before. Now again, numerous times it's been shown that there are racist cops, absolutely racist cops. Uh, it was two years ago, I think it was. 2018, uh, uh, there was a story that came out about cops in Baltimore that were planting guns on people that they were detaining, planting drugs and guns. They had fake. There was just gun, It was just guns. They they had uh, a bunch of guns and they were basically planting it on people and getting them in trouble for that. And it's awful. And then apparently, from what I remember reading, it was all minorities they were doing this to. Yeah, that's pretty damn racist if you ask me. And they need to go down for that. Or they needed to go down for that. The thing is, is that's happening. Okay? They're screaming. BLM is still screaming things like justice for Floyd. Okay? The cops are in jail. <laughs> what other justice do, do we need? Do we need to raise him from the dead? I, I think... Uh, uh, I think we could probably talk to, like, Bill Murray... You know, and Dan Aykroyd and stuff like... Maybe we can get Ghostbusters back to... Maybe they can figure out... How to bring Floyd? I don't. I don't know. But I'm just saying. What, what, what else? What else needs to be done? You know, the left was the ones that were pushing for the idea of we, we need to stop court dates and stuff like that right now. You know, because it's dangerous. So we can't really just throw you know George Floyd and everybody in court or not George Floyd. Excuse me, the cops in court right now. So what? Just what other justice? Are you just going to keep freaking out until they get a you know a sentence? Now here's the and here's the other thing, okay? And I think I've spoke about this before, and this one's gotten me really, really irritated. But the DA in Minneapolis claimed that he upgraded, okay? Now this has happened a while ago, but they claiming he upgraded the charges against Derek Chauvin, and he upgraded him from third degree murder to second degree murder. And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, because it'll get a bigger sentence. All right, fine. On the surface, that looks great, and I'm sure people liked hearing that. But if you dig enough, and if you understand the law enough, you'll understand that that is a stupid move, a very bad move. And now let me explain. Third-degree murder usually is defined as the idea of unintentional. As in, maybe you two were fighting, you know, two people were fighting, and then you hit them hard enough, and, and all of a sudden that was it, they just killed them. That, that's pretty unintentional. Most of the time, you wouldn't even see that as a, you know, getting a third-degree murder charge. But that's technically where that sits, is unintentional. Second degree is intentional. As in, you wanted to kill that person. And first degree, obviously, is more of the idea of premeditated. But you can't. I'm so, They're going to have a massive, massively hard time proving that Derek Chauvin intentionally killed Floyd. The argument could be raised that he was, he was, you know, with with no issues whatsoever detained, was like 20 minutes prior, and then suddenly, as 20 minutes later, he's on the ground. What, what else shows that he was intentional? Just because you feel it's intentional doesn't mean it is, okay? I I, I just don't see how they're going to prove that it was intentional. They could 100% prove it was in, in, unintentional, and he just, he'd, he'd, he'd have gone to jail. Prison, even. But I, that didn't help. A lot of these things aren't going to help. Um, tearing down random statues. 
That's not going to help. <laughs> That's not going to help at all. Um, what, what I find funny is this is, the, you know, it's American history, okay? And, and, and what, okay, I challenge most of, most of any, most anybody to answer me, why were these statues not challenged all the way until the last few years? You know, where, where, where most people see these statues and wouldn't give, wouldn't give a damn they're there. And now suddenly they're all just coming down. Jesus is being attacked. Which is so funny. Because I've even seen liberals talking about how, um, talking about how Jesus and, and most of the religion, it should be blackwashed because it's probably what they all look like. And no, 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 no. I mean, okay, fine. If that's the game you're going to play, but they're, 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 they they want to tear down Jesus just because, well, no, that's a lie. He's, he wasn't white. All right. So first and foremost, who here, who here has the proof of his ethnic background? As in like, even though it was written, he was a Jew and all that fun stuff. <clears throat> who has the actual physical evidence? They're literally arguing now about religion. (laughs) That I don't understand, okay? Because religion, as I've said many times, is also an individual belief system. Yes, people believe in a religion in mass, but it is up to you to actually believe in that religion. And once you do believe in that religion, you become part of that religion, and then y'all meet up and pray and all that fun stuff. And that's great. That's awesome. But it is up to you to believe. You don't have to believe, and you... Or you, you, but you can believe, right? So, so for instance, me, I do not believe in any religion. I think they're all fake. Now, a lot of people would argue that that makes me not a really good Republican. <laughs> well, cool. So now I'm not fitting in your little label that you put on me. Stop it. Don't do that. We can, and, and here's the thing: is we can partially label ourselves. I, I'm not against the idea of you finding something you fit into and want to label yourself that you want to identify with something fine I'm not against that idea I'm really not <clears throat> but A don't push you know your specific uh, uh, title that you've given yourself on anybody else's that's exactly what it is and if you don't like that you're some sort of you know piece of shit I've never heard anybody looking at me and say just Republican because, I, like I said, I do believe in my heart I'm a constitutional Republican. As in, yes, my you know my viewpoints on politics are more Republican leaning or even conservative. Hell, let's just go that far. I'm a little bit more conservative leaning, but above all, above and beyond all beliefs in my my opinion as far as politics, the Constitution is number one. Um, I've never gotten so mad at somebody for not calling me a constitutional Republican that I've freaked out. And then this weekend, we had a protest in California. It was like literally only white liberals on the streets screaming, Black Trans Lives Matter. (sighs) What? Do the polling. Look at the polling from, I I don't even remember the date, which I, you know know what, if I, I, I'll just say this. If I was, if I had the capability of being able to do just this podcast where I could actually get paid for it or, you know, (laughs) I would spend so much time 
having research in front of me that I would always be able to rattle off dates and numbers and everything. But of course, because I'm not, I can't. I got to do other jobs and then try to rely on my memory, which over time is getting worse. But look at the, st- the statistics. I, don't, I think it was in 2016 or 2017. The black community generally, and I mean, I'm saying this when I say generally, I mean, it's in general, most of the black community does not support LGBT. They're more conservative, maybe not conservative as far as political, but conservative as far as social. They don't want, they, 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 they didn't back that up. Do they hate them? Probably not. But do they, do they support them or like them? Yeah, probably not. That's okay. <clears throat> but that is sort of where we're sitting. Like I said, it was like a massive amount of white liberals and they're screaming things like black trans lives matter. So where were the black trans lives? <laughs> I'm not trying to be an asshole, but I just didn't see a lot of them. Sure, there probably were a few. And I'm, I'm, I'm not going to say there was none. But I, I, and I, it's a virtue signal issue. Okay. Now, obviously, this part of my podcast turned into more of a Tony talks than it did anything else, but this is, it's a virtue signal. That's all that is. I mean, do you want to laugh and and really think about something? That's exactly what the N95 mask is too. It is nothing. It is not for protection. It is not for safety. What it is for is for whoever's wearing it to tell everyone else, look at me, I can conform. And how I know that is watching people use it, watching things happen on planes or in buildings where some guy has it down under his chin and he's talking and somebody comes up, you need to be wearing your mask in this building, sir. So he just puts it maybe just a little bit, a little bit over his mouth, nose still exposed and everybody's happy. Like that's what, what? It's about compliance. It has nothing to do with safety. Okay. Now we can look at this a little bit differently too. Uh, uh, look at the research that was done on the N95 mask years ago. And you can find that the N95 mask was not designed to filter exhales. The, the N95 mask was built for if you're like in like a slightly toxic, like, you know, like gross environment. You, you just don't want things coming in. Big things coming in, you know, like a trash heap or something. That's sort of what they're designed for. There's nothing to, to, to filter your exhale. Sure. It might filter it a little bit, but let's, let's also remember this. The N95 mask will protect you from anything bigger than four micron. Four micron, which is a very, 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 very small measurement. Look it up. The coronavirus sits at 0.3 to 1.7 micron. That literally means it's at least three times smaller than what the N95 mask can protect, and we're still trying to wear it. You have Joe Biden giving a speech with it dangling from his damn ear and nobody had a problem with it. Why? Because that was his signal. Hey, guys, I can conform. Look at me. That's all he's doing. So everybody's mad at Trump because he don't wear a mask. Get mad at me for not wearing a mask, I guess. I don't know. But, you know, that just (laughs) makes no sense. It's a a virtue signal at this point. There's so much of that now. We've got white liberals on the streets screaming, "Black, black, black trans lives matter. It does not get any more virtue signaling than that. You know what I mean? It just doesn't. I'm sorry. I'm at a loss of that a little bit because it just confuses me. You know, how do we go from some of the things that we've done that were so great in these last three, you know, three, four years to this? I know that there's been nonstop arguing. I know that there's been anger. 
thrown from both sides to the other side. I know. I spent a lot of time on C-SPAN during the impeachment. Holy shit. <laughs> Did we have one angry Congress? And I, and, and I know why. It makes sense to me. But there's so much more now happening. And, you know, let's, let's, let's look at everything for what it really is. What happened before the protests? You know, we were all shut down, stuck in our houses, couldn't go nowhere, scared that we weren't going to be able to come out for a while, not getting a lot of money, losing our jobs, watching the economy drop, relatives dying and we weren't going, able to go see them in the funeral, kids that we haven't seen in, you know, or, 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 or relatives, excuse me, that we haven't seen in weeks, months, not sure how they're doing. Uh, uh, schools let out so early that now these kids, very, very obviously, many kids are showing that, that, that you know, that education drop off is going to affect them. We're going to have issues when we reopen these schools. We're going to. This is something that we've got to start approaching now. But all of that, all that stress, you know, what, what, what usually happens after a long period of time where you don't have any fucking days off? I, I'm sorry, I'm swearing. You, know, you don't have any days off. You're working, working, working seven, six, seven days a week. And then one or two days you get, you're, you're resting and trying to take care of the house or something. After a long stint of this, what, what usually do people want? A vacation. They need to go. And a lot of times what they're doing, when they go on vacation, they get a little extra crazy. Now, I'm not saying that that's everybody. But like, okay, for instance, when I was younger, I go on a vacation. I'm getting drunk every day. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying that's what most people do, but cutting a little loose. But that came from just the normal wear and tear of the days of work, you know. We get, we we watch it with soldiers. They go down to they go down to Iraq for a year, you know. I, I, I was part of this group. We go to Iraq for a year, seeing the things we saw, doing the things we did. Come back and we get to cut loose. And well, it's clear that we're broken now. Something's wrong. That's exactly what's happening in the country. You just crammed them into their houses and scared the shit out of them for three months. And now you have all this purging, all this emotional purging going on all the country. I think, I really think that a huge portion of why this has gotten so out of hand was that. Now the other thing, (laughs) I I, I wanna mention this just because I'm throwing it out there. Okay, I'm gonna start by telling you the story I, I wanted to say it until I remembered Trump okay I, I am a Trump supporter we know this when I went to the BLM protest I went with my Trump 2020 and my American flag on the back of my truck I had my Trump shirt my Trump hat all my Trump hats in my truck for display hell yeah because the way I see it if they're there to exercise their first amendment right well hell I'm gonna do the same and I did and they didn't mind every single one of them they don't like Trump. I don't. I really don't think they do. But they didn't care that I was there because they knew that I'm not. I'm not there to to, to attack them for their, their 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 opinion. I don't want to do that. I want to talk to them, sure. But and I also wanted to help protect their right to protest because one of them is my friend, and I felt that I should at least get in, get someone involved. <coughs> so you have people going by, driving by, talking, yelling, some cheering, some middle fingers. You know the normal. Oh, by the way, today I'm drinking twisted tea. It's not that great, but the fact of the matter is it is hot out. It's like 100 and some degrees. I was outside um, in fields. That's why I worked. Like I, was, I think I told you about this before. I worked for a farmer. So I was out in his fields today working, 
And uh, yeah, it's nice and hot. So now I'm in a, my relaxing house drinking a twisted tea. It, it Just a little bit more refreshing than a beer would be right now. Um, had I not been outside all day, a beer might actually be nice. But this, this, this is really refreshing. So that's what you're hearing. So this lady pulls up to the intersection. And I was not close by enough, but I, I did see the, the interaction. So I kind of moved over and I found out that Jason was talking to this lady. She wanted to get everybody water. She wanted to get everybody water. She said, she said oh, no, I'd love to get you guys some water. Heck yeah. So she goes, she drives across the street. There's a, there's a, there's a, a apple market is what it's called. It's a grocery store uh, right across the street. Uh, and so she went over there, got it, looped around and came back, hit the same intersection. So Jason walked up to her. And as she's handing him the water, I just, I was close enough then to notice. First thing she says is, well, you can all have water except for the Trump supporter. <laughs> and I smiled. I did. I smiled. I, I, I smiled. I laughed. Because in the back of my mind, I went, a few things are wrong with that. Like first, nothing's wrong with the idea of you not wanting to give me something. You don't want to give me the water, then don't. You bought it with your own money, technically yours. You don't have to give it to me. That is your right. And I'm okay. I have my own water. I'll, I'll survive. But the side that's fighting, like she she backs up BLM. She backs up the protest. BLM, they, they even claim that because they're working for the, the, the betterment of black lives all over, they're essentially, in essence, working for all lives. And they, they think everybody should be treated the same. No. Oh. Except if you're a Trump supporter, then you don't get water. So apparently, the tolerant end of this is not tolerant of an, a, a, a differentiating political viewpoint. Then Jason even told her, oh, he's here supporting. Oh, okay, well, now he can have some. So when I, when we bend to the will of somebody else's opinion that we don't agree with, like yours, I'm referring to her, since I bent to her will, she felt like that. Okay, now you can have water. Now you can help sustain yourself because you're supporting what I think you should be instead of what you sh- you think you should be. <laughs> and it was funny because I'm a Trump supporter, an anti-BLM individual standing in a BLM protest, supporting the protest. And apparently my political opinion it means that doesn't matter. Which also shows you that it really isn't all that much about Black Lives Matter to most people. Now, when I say that, I don't mean black people. In all reality, I think black people really do think it's about black lives. When white people say it, I don't think they're saying that shit at all. I don't think they mean black lives at all. I really, really don't. Not anymore. I did at one point, maybe, for some of them. I'm hitting a point where I can't. These are the same people that are grouping other whites in the subcategories and subgroups to just label them. These are the same people that are getting angry if I don't just believe what they're saying. You're racist. What? What? That's what I'm saying. If I'm throwing facts and information at somebody, just saying, okay, well, hold on now. This is what I'm seeing. And this is a study that was done that showed this and this and this. And they're like, yeah, well, that's just racist because of this. I'm like, oh my God, dude, seriously. They don't want to hear it. They just don't, they don't like it because it's not what they want to hear or see. That's sad to me. We all should be open-minded to somebody else's opinion. I am. At least I try to be. 
I know I don't always do perfect. Of course, you know, some people are just, I read what they write and I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? But I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, more like, more to discuss. Um, for those of you, by the way, I, I need to toss this out there as well. For those of you that are my friend on Facebook, if you haven't figured it out yet, I'm on another 30-day ban. <laughs> Again. So now, now, I'm slowly developing a platform on Parler. Uh, it's a new, newer, I, I know it's been around for a little while, but it's a little bit of a newer social media uh, outlet. Uh, this one I kind of like. It doesn't seem like there's too much of a bias. Uh, it looks like it's a little bit more open. Uh, the community standards aren't as tight. Uh, the platform itself is a little different. Uh, it's taken me some time to get used to it. <laughs> but I, I actually, I could see why this is, this is, there's an appeal to this. It almost has like this Reddit feel to it a little bit. Uh, or even Twitter as far as like some of the thumbnails, things like that. So you get you get this sort of familiar feel with this platform, but at the same time, it, it is very different. I'm seeing a lot of uh, different uh, commentary. People are talking a little differently on here. Now, again, this is very preliminary, and most of what I've started following was mostly right-leaning. So I can't really. I'm saying that biasly. I, I might hell. I, who knows? And once I once I start adding my the pages I want to add that are left-leaning, then we'll see. But, um, I, I, yeah, Facebook banned me again. And actually, this time it was in defense of BLM. Um, I guess the day I was there, I missed it. I didn't see this because it, it happened after. Sometime later, a guy drove by a few times, um, drove by the area we were, that they were protesting, driving by, yelling things like, fuck you, nigger, and middle fingers, and normal stuff. And he had a confederate flag flying on the back of his truck then apparently he swerved at them a couple times as he's passing um and then the name was figured out like somebody knew who it was and was able to tag this person then it came out after the tag that somebody else knew that person and that somebody else said that this person had sex with his sister when he was 19 and she was only what 13 couldn't get him in trouble they were trying to go after his command. Now, I got to say that if there's no supporting evidence to prove that he did, it's not going to go anywhere. That's why there's no prosecution. I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve to get in trouble for it if he did it. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying if we really want to go after him, you've got to have some evidence. Otherwise, it's just going to... I know the army, okay? And the reason I say the army is because this man, this, this racist, is a service member. And that is the most frustrating thing of my life. I think everything else frustrated me 100%. But then when I found out he was also a, 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 a man in uniform, oh, like you just, you're, you're, you're no, I don't, even, I don't want him in uniform. If you're going to be like that, I hate that you're, in, you're even in uniform. You are representing the same thing I did. And, and, and I wasn't racist. And I know, I understand that there's some racists in the military. I do. I've heard them. I've seen them. And we've, gotten some of them in trouble but I hated that and so I blew up because they tagged him in the post and of course he shows up in the post to start talking about well you should really learn about the confederate flag the guy didn't know anything and then he was threatening people and then on top of that statutory rape mixed with the, 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 the racism I had enough it just it hit me I am not one to get nasty on a post and I finally did a little bit 
and I even at the end of it said, and it was more of, more of, more heat, more heated than I needed to be, but at the end of it, I said, since you decided you needed to threaten somebody and tell them to come, come, come do something about it, you let me know when and where, but when you do, call an ambulance for yourself and call a dentist and get an appointment, because I'm going to fucking knock the teeth into the back of your throat. Yeah, that's not the nicest thing to say to people. <laughs> not very friendly, I understand. But uh, that, I'm pretty sure, is what got me banned. I, I will wholeheartedly admit this. Now, here's the other problem. Many people, many people threaten each other on Facebook and make it nasty with it, too. But I get banned because on my Facebook... I didn't even know that they could, like, I know that they can do it. They, they tag you as, like, liberal, conservative, whatever, okay? But I saw them slightly change the wording again. I know that sounds funny, but in, it, but in the, where it describes, like, my political opinion or affiliation or whatever, you know, it says, very likely to, to engage in conversations in politics and then in parentheses conservative. I didn't, never see them say that before. So now I know that they're watching me so much they know I'm on political pages just going and going and going. Because I am! Which, by the way, if you're a, f- a friend of mine on Facebook and you think I... I've got to... I have to mention this. There's people that think that... There's people on my Facebook that really do believe that I have a problem with black people just because I post some... stuff that shows that, you know, hey, look at this black guy doing this. Look at this, you know, black guy doing that. Whatever. There is a point to it, but seeing that I might, I'm seeing that, and you would think that I have a problem with it, that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I wasn't ever angry at, about it, but if I, if if the person that accuses me of this didn't allow me to explain it, then yeah, it would have pissed me off. Uh, I did get a chance to explain it to one of them. No, I don't have a problem with black people at all. I have a problem with the black people who have a problem with white people while also doing the exact same thing that the white people, uh, they're mad at the white people for doing. You mean a racist an attack? white people because they're racist and they attacked you (laughs) what (laughs) you can't i mean like literally the only thing okay we need to come up with a list okay this is a challenge to some of my 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 my, uh my my listeners if if you can do it come up with a list of things where you have to use that exact thing to fight that exact thing like you know how they say fight fire with fire that you can do that um Technic- I, I, I want to know more of those, okay? Because I don't think fighting racism with racism is the way to do it. I'm not even sure if that's a normal thing. I know fire that works. Can you fight others? Can you fight an earthquake with an earthquake? Can you fight a storm with another storm? You know, like I, I don't know. I know that sounds stupid, but let's look into this. I, I, I think I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna gonna find out what things out there I can fight with itself in order to solve a problem. If that makes sense. But racism, I really don't see it as one of them. And pointing fingers all the time. Now, okay, and this is even a relationship thing. Like, me and Jade had to kind of sit down and, and, and talk about this and stop doing it. But we'd hit a point, and it's not healthy. Of course it's not. And, 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 and in relationships, you're going to hit those points. And we did, and we realized it was a mistake we're doing. Where, you know, I, 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 like, I, I'm just going to use an example. I would say, hey, you know, I don't like it when you do that. Can, can you try not to do that? And she'd be like, well... You used to do that a long time ago, or yeah, you used to do this, or you know what I mean? And then it kind of negates what's happening. But I, I, I don't think we should do that. Now, I understand that I talk about hypocrisy. It's one of the, fine, the, one of the big things that I do dig against quite a bit is, is people being hypocritical. 
because I don't like it. But another thing that I try to take into account when I look into things that look hypocritical is, is this, is somebody, are they learning through this or not? Is this something that happened super quick? (laughs) As in like, you know, they said, don't do that. And then the next day they're doing it. Or is it don't do that. And then 10 years later, they're doing it. You know, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. Okay. If a politician does something and then 20 years later it comes up and they're saying, well, look, you support this. It's hard to know whether or not that's actually a good argument point. The reason I say that is because many politicians do change their platforms. But the problem is some of them don't want to do it until it's too late. Okay, so like, you know, I've talked about this before with Biden. The 1994 Violent Crime and Law Enforcement Act was his. He wrote it. When he was a senator of Delaware, he wrote that one. That was his. And in it, it gave cops a whole lot more power, a whole lot more money. It gave the death penalty a lot. All I'm saying is that bill was insane, okay? I don't even like that bill much. He made it. Now, this was 1994. We're talking a long time ago. We're coming up on 30 years now. That's pretty good. Not really, actually. It's terrible, but... (laughs) Or what? Did I say 30 years? I can't do the math, can I? Isn't that 20? I'm not doing the math. It's one of the two. Sorry, my brain's not working. Anyway, <laughs> if I'm talking about politics, math ceases in my head. I don't know why. Uh, but anyway, 1994 to 2020, whatever that is. I, I don't know why I can't carry zeros or ones. But in that in that bill, he gave cops a lot of power. And now one of his platforms becoming president is talking about how he's willing to defund the police. Now he said he's not backing it up unless these police precincts or departments can show that they're not racist and you know that they're going to conform to some standard or whatever because if they don't then they don't get the funding that is exactly what defunding is you don't meet my standard so literally we've got quid pro joe back okay we got him back you ain't getting a billion dollars until you fire that 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 investigator you know like dude come on but there it is Quid pro Joe. <laughs> and he's doing it as a platform. Like that, that I, I, If you vote for me, I'm only going to fund the cops that deserve it. That I think deserve it. Hmm. So now you got Mrs., Mrs., uh, Minneapolis, excuse me. Minneapolis. Just throwing it out there. This is, now I'm throwing in news. Okay, Minneapolis voted against, or voted uh, for... Uh, completely getting rid of the cops there in Minneapolis. Completely getting rid of them. And then when I, when I asked, like, what are, what are normal citizens going to do? You know, if somebody's trying to break in their home, well, that's sort of a white privilege thing. What the f*** are you talking about? You serious? Well, now, like, now, now whites can see what it's like to be, you know, uh, feel, feel disproportionately, you know, affected by crime. And debt. I'm like, oh my God, are you serious? So we're, we're willing to allow public safety to drop off to teach white people a lesson that they don't need to learn? What? And then, and then, oh, so they get rid of cops, they get rid of law enforcement in Minneapolis, and what do the council members have right now? $4,500 a day. $4,500 a day. I'm going to say it one more time. $4,500 a day is what the city is forking over for personal protection for the council members. That's Hired cops. 
And they're the ones that voted again. <laughs> wow. It's just, it's so great. It, it, oh. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm absolutely shocked by this. Like, we're, we're okay. Oh, and then, and then, uh, uh, Mississippi <laughs> has, has recently decided they're going to start getting rid of, they, they want to get rid of, because uh, on their state flag, is the, there's a part of it's a Confederate flag. It's on their, you know, their flag. Um, and they're voting, they're trying to get, they're, they're, they're getting rid of it. Right? That sounds great. And the news reported it as Mississippi legislators. Okay. Hmm. Well, that's funny. That's really funny because any other state that's blue with Democratic or Democrats doing some of the things that are being asked of them. And suddenly, Democrat legislator does this. Democrat legislator does that. Mississippi's packed full of Republicans, and the Republicans were the ones that decided to get rid of the Confederate flag in that state, and the news decides to say, Mississippi legislator. (laughs) And you don't think that the media is controlling something here? The narrative, at the very least? I mean, that's a great example. That's a great example. And I I spend a lot of time reading these things because I want to know how they're portraying what side versus the, one side versus the other. How are they, how are they showing the public these the, the two sides of the political parties? I want to know, so I read them. Do I believe anything more than maybe twenty percent of what I'm reading in those those articles? Probably not. But I'm reading them to, to to see how they're reporting things. A lot of times, what I see is opinion too, which I would love to tell reporters: stop giving me your opinion. You, your job is to look at a teleprompter and read it and tell me what is going on in the world, not tell me how horrible you think it is. I I don't give any shits. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't give any shits about any famous person's freaking opinion because I want that. Look, if you're in movies, entertain me. <laughs> make make movies. You're getting millions to do it. Using a famous plat, using a platform that was made famous by your acting to push politics is annoying. Just saying it is, okay? Same thing with uh, anybody famous, really, that didn't get famous by politics. I'm sorry, but unless you have some degree to back up what you're, what you're doing, I don't like hearing it from them, okay? I just don't. I'm not saying that they can't do it. I never have. They have every right to do it. But like most of us had jobs where as an employer, we, we can't, you know, I can't wear a Trump shirt at a, at a job. Well, maybe uh, their official, whatever their name is, you know, page where their fans are, they shouldn't do that there either. But that's just me. Anyway, I'm going to cut loose on this episode today. I know it was a little bit shorter than I wanted. I wanted to talk a lot more with protesters. Uh, The problem was at the time I couldn't uh, be there long enough to see more show up. So I'm just going to cut it loose for the day. Uh, They will be protesting a lot. So there may be chances I'll go up there again. Uh, and, and actually get some interviews. Uh, there was a lot more people the last time I saw videos. So, um, anyway, uh, if you liked what you heard, please let me know. If you hated what you heard, please let me know. Uh, if you have anything you want to add, anything that I need to correct, you know, make a mistake, which I tend to, um, tell me, let me know. Um, uh, and there's a few people that have asked questions that want me to ask those questions to these BLM protesters. And to that, I tell them, please continue, because I will do it. Uh, some of the initial points that we were trying to make, 
I didn't get to with a lot of them, but I want to still. So if you have questions, please uh, throw them at me. Let me know. Also, if you get a chance, go ahead and share my podcast. I'm getting a lot more views lately, and I really appreciate everybody that's been helping me kind of push my podcast out there. So please uh, feel free to share my podcasts, and uh, I will be back. And this is Politics with Tony.